Justin, how you been? I've been good. Been good. I got out uh, into the fresh air. You did for your birthday. I yeah, we did, and uh, we got to go out just the little family um, down the street. Actually, was it literally uh, down nice. the street? No, it was like how it's long? A few, the, was I mean, the it's drive? a few miles away. It's a ten minute drive. Oh but man, you go, yeah, you go it really so was. far into the hills that it seems like you're you know further away than you actually are. Yeah, totally. Um, you got to use the camper, right? Yeah, we did, and it worked out great. Um, another another list was born from this trip where we can now, uh, Lindsay and I are going to sit down and, and see what kind of cheap things we can get. You know, the little things. Like, I want yeah. a little blade that I can use for cutting the plastic off of the the wood. Mm. Simple things like that. Yeah. And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, I've been working from home. You're done, so you're not even working. Do you do lesson planning during the summer? Or mm, you know, like what? I, I should be doing some kind of uh, mental planning just in case things <laughs> change. Because right. we've already... <laughs> We've already had a, a couple of scares at other schools with uh, summer programs and teachers being exposed and stuff like that. So uh, you don't teach a summer program, though. I don't. No, not this is the first summer actually where my programs closed down. Oh wow! So it's and it's okay. I mean, the last summer that we had, the reason why I kept it open was to let a few of the students kind of finish up their stuff. But it's not really worth the time and pay. So it'll, yeah. it's nice to actually have a full two months off for summer. Oh well, dude, that's sick. Yeah. Um, and then how about you, man? Uh, so I'm working a lot from home. I went into the office last week to do those deliveries for those cu- shots that I was comping the other uh, week for that Disney Plus title. Yeah. Um, so I've been working a lot from home. And a lot of time I'll get a text like from my supervisor and it'll say, oh, hey, can you talk right now? And usually I'm just like I'm trying to like juggle the kids. And, and I'm uh, really like if Susie's at work and Wes is at school, then I just have Keaton. But a lot of times he likes to be held. So I'm like, yeah, let me just put my son down. This is Jimmy (laughs) Pod. Dude. (laughs) Wow. That one creeped up on me. Yeah, baby. Let me just put my son down. Damn, David. (laughs) So that's the episode this week. And we have some uh, people that I'm going to try to be watching the Discord, but we've got a couple listeners. Uh, Angela, who runs the Discord, as far as I can tell. And then uh, Ryan, who uh, previous co-host and guest of the pod, uh, has uh, joined the Discord. And then Hallie's in there because Hallie knows Ryan. And uh, uh, he told a little bit of that story when he guest hosted on the episode. But... Bleed American, My Sundown, I think this is an insane bop. We have so many covers that will probably roll over onto the Patreon. Um, and we have a little bit of housekeeping to do as well. But uh, boy, boy, is there a lot on this song. I guess there's yeah. not a lot on the song in particular, but a lot of people covered it or made fan-made music videos. Or Right. Yeah, and I, and I just... When we get into the lyrics part of it, uh, there's a lot of different angles you can take a, you can approach this, but it's a it's a heavy song. <laughs> From whatever angle you that you look in on this, yeah, thing. there's some interesting takes. So let's let's take care of housekeeping real quick. Did you right. happen to catch Jim and the band play at the RCA Pride Month live stream on YouTube today? I did not. I saw you guys talking about it, though. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I I thought Rick had cut his hair. Robin played with them, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, they did. Uh, Jim did Love Never Solo acoustic, and then the whole band did All the Way Stay. I was kind of hoping that James King would come in right there at the end, but he didn't. But they did have a cool little ending to the song, so it's a cool little version of the song live that we have now. How many um, songs did they do? 
They did two songs. So it it seemed okay. to be a lot of pre I, I think they're all pre-recorded uh show and I don't know how long the final show was, but I probably watched about 45 minutes to an hour of the show today and all like super diverse. I think they're all RCA artists from all over the world playing at home uh and it was really really fun. I th- I thought it was really well done and fun. A lot of really terrible people in the comments section. Um, Mostly oh, great people in the comment section. Lot, lots of people just running in there because it was a Pride Month thing and they were just like, this is not what God planned and all this shit. Oh my um, goodness. But yeah. Otherwise, fairly civil. It's now online in per- perpetuity as far as I know. Uh, everybody should check that out. Um, secondly, we had talked about this and I forgot to put it in my show notes last week so we didn't bring it up. But um, we are, what is this? Episode 38 now? Yeah. So uh just for those if you haven't left a rating and review on itunes which we don't usually do a pitch for please do that'd be rad for those of you who have left ratings and reviews specifically those of you who said you would come back and update those reviews uh now yeah, maybe even if it's the a time? even if it's a three to a four two to a three uh, yeah hey, we're fine you know. with it <laughs> So uh, anyway, yeah. Um, and then, hey, we have two voicemails. We do. I, how did I not hear those? Okay, so oh, probably because you were in the one bar country. Uh, they both yeah, came in right. over the weekend. Uh, I would like you to play the late. Uh, I'll give you a chance to open up the thing if that's yeah. if that's fine. Yeah. Um, play the latest one because it's not a troll, and the second one is a funny thing. I'll like I'll explain the inside joke for, but uh. Uh, the first is our friend Kevin from the Discord and from Patreon uh, talking about Firefight uh, and giving right. giving Let's some see. some thoughts about the lyrics there. Okay, so you want you do want me to play the one from Friday? Not sure if it's in accuracy that one. No, play the latest one first, gotcha. and then we'll play that one. Sorry, oh, okay. yeah. Unfortunately, okay, we- they don't have names next to them. Yeah, here we go. Hey, David and Justin, this is Kevin, long time listener, first time caller. Um, except for the dare from the firefight episode. Um, my personal take on the song is actually not so much about relationships from the interior, but rather from the exterior. If you think about it, a lot of factors go into how people see each other in relationships because a lot of opinions that are made amongst one another is influenced by your friends, your family, what they think of your significant other. And it seems to be, at least in this particular song, that there is, well, a lot of animosity there from that outside area. It's kind of like a firefight. There's a lot of stuff coming from every single side. And the narrator is effectively saying, hey, it's just you and me here. And I'm willing to be whatever I want to be. And you can be whatever you want to be. Just do it here with me. So with that in mind, I think what they're trying to say here is that they're being authentic to themselves amidst all of the words that are being said about them in the exterior kind of a lot like the scholar letter if you think about it All right well hope you guys have a good one bye man that is so true huh with uh certain yeah. relationships that uh yeah i love maybe it even you you might even know somebody that's in one of those where parents and they I, either there's there's some kind of uh religious uh influence or if it's some kind of cultural influence but they pressure their kids and kids that younger generation has uh a different perspective on things. Yeah, totally. And right? you know what's funny is the the whole uh, trope of the Scarlet Letter that it's become a trope. It's I never read it. I'm pretty sure there's got to be a movie 
of the Scarlet Letter. I've never seen it. Um, but we all know what that means. And it's, uh, uh, I think it's a good analogy for sure. Yeah. Um, the second voicemail we can just play and then I can explain. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's our first troll though. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Not sure if it's an inaccuracy on one of the shows or not. Uh, but I know one of your hosts thinks that the song Boxing Day by Blink-182 is a bad song. <laughs> and I know that's inaccurate because it's actually probably one of the best songs ever. Just thought I'd correct that for you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alex Cook is uh, a loyal Blink-155 listener with me. And uh, I don't remember how we started this back and forth, but he likes the song Boxing Day. I count it as bottom tier Blink-182 because it sounds so bad. The vocal melody is basically <laughs> All-Star by Smash Mouth. Um, and I, I think it just doesn't sound very good. Uh, but it's Blink-182. It's on Dogs Eating Dogs, which actually went up for... Uh, they did. They finally pressed it to a physical format. That is, it's never been a physical format release at all. It was only a digital release in 2012, Dogs Eating Dogs EP. So now it's been released physically today on uh, when we're recording. And uh, I did swipe one copy. Uh, um, yeah. Even though uh, uh, some friends of mine on Chorus and I, we actually did a bootleg pressing of Dogs Eating Dogs last year. Um uh, I think we, I think there were 10 of us that got together and that got the price down to 30 bucks for the pressing. <laughs> so we all chipped in and pressed it to vinyl ourselves. Uh, and it sounds pretty good. Um, so I'm excited to kind of compare and contrast the two. Uh, so Alex is a Blink-155 listener. He likes the song. I don't like the song. We always go back and forth, no matter what we're talking about on Twitter. I'll chime in. Like, I think, you know, one of the times that Mark responded to me, like he like narked me out to Mark that I don't like that song. Um, and Alex is such a great dude. He sent, he is really good at, he's also a dad and he's really good at sending other Blink-155 listeners that have had children a Blink-155 onesie. And with my onesie, he included a CD. He was like, hey, did you listen to that CD? I put it in there. I was like, oh, I haven't had a chance. I put it in and it was just, 20 of the same track and they were all boxing day by blink 182 so i took a video of me ejecting it from my car and throwing it (laughs) and sent that to him but alex is a great dude super i i was super excited to hear that he left the voicemail because it means it means he's listening and that means a lot to me so thank you yeah (laughs) even if while it is a a troll and it is a terrible song (laughs) um uh, yeah thanks alex thanks kevin for your time Yes, thank you to and, both of you for sure. Yeah, love getting um, the phone calls. That's such a cool. Then, that's a cool surprise coming back to that. Yeah, and then I do have a couple more things. Uh, I, I guess I should have. Uh, I should have read into this. Kevin on Discord elaborated further on uh, firefight in, and he says uh, a lot of how we perceive our significant others is to a certain degree influenced by other people. And the gist of what we see lyrically is, damn those people, I'm only focusing on us when it comes to this relationship. For you and me, there's nowhere left to hide except you and me. There's no one else alive. And there's a lot of authenticity in this song, and we get a much more intimate lesson from it. At least that's my hot take. So that's Kevin's thought on Firefight. Then, this is the last um, little bit I got from him. He messaged me directly i'm trying to see do i have 
all of this. What was last week's episode? I'm so bad. Um, uh, that it was, was the invented little song. Little thing. Okay. He messaged me privately because he didn't want to give away that little thing was uh, the track um, that we did because it technically hasn't been released even when we're recording this. So, and now everybody on Discord knows what this week's episode is. <laughs> um, uh, he says, uh, for future reference on that track, there is a scene from I Am Number 4 that features Invented, which didn't entirely make sense with the scene, but I guess it kind of fits the mood instrumentally. And I said, is that a movie? He says, it is. It was supposed to be like a boy's version of Twilight back when that was a thing. And then uh, he's actually familiar with Shameless, so he thoroughly enjoyed listening to our uh <laughs> guessing oh, our analysis what, our analysis of the fin- <laughs> our deduction the of what season the one on. finale scene yeah <laughs> he said we're right about part of it but not in the way we think and i said Ooh. Oh, okay Ooh. <laughs> yeah so that is uh housekeeping and uh and yeah so now here we are with uh my sundown it is the i'm trying to go back and forth between discord and my notes here um gotcha uh track 11 of 11 yeah, it's, it's the closing it's the final track. track yeah is this it's this not, it's not first... lengthwise it's not your typical jimmy eat world i guess would be it's almost six minutes right it, yeah which is funny i, I, I would to you know, so I, many I guess, covers of it and i don't think any of them are six minutes long but no they, a lot of no, them don't they see do it too the, don't do the work that, that yeah <laughs> don't do the work uh the the programming work that Mark Trombino did on this track. Right. Uh, uh, but and, it is 11 and of on 17 songs, if you get like the extended bonus track version of this. So. Right. The Japan bonus track, right? Uh, uh, right. I think there was that. And then there was the re-release, the 10th anniversary re-release or something that came with like a second disc. And it was like a, a whole thing. Um, right. Yeah. And that's the one version that's no longer available on Spotify. Oh, I had that one right. saved. You lost and a bunch of tracks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, all of the all of the expanded editions, the yeah. deluxe editions, they all they're all blacked out for me. Ah, bummer. I, okay. the, the worst part is that it lists them, right? <laughs> and then you can't play yeah. them. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. It's like, eh. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of content to sift through for this track. Um Song Meanings alone has 70 comments. Yeah, that I, I, I only looked through. at I think at the top one and then the the lowest rated one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, I went and extracted a couple. The first, the the first one that I had looked at, uh, that I looked at seriously, was the I think it's how would you say this one? X Pank Frist. It's the top. It's the top comment on song. Pank first. Like, is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, it's F R I S T. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's like a, a French or German way of saying first. So maybe spank. Oh, first. yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I wrote down a bunch <laughs> of this person's. Uh, I didn't annotate the song myself. What I did is I took each line and annotated it genius style on my show notes, which you can oh. get on Patreon.com. Um. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that up through uh, through verse two. And and what I wanted to say was the two people that I that I took and read through their uh, their comments a couple of times was this ex pank frist. And they talked about it being about an alcoholic overcoming their addiction. And then BBU Commander. Did you read BBU Commanders? Theirs was very... Uh, uh, I don't think so. I think I only went through the first... I think I skimmed it, but I just basically just looked at X-Pink Fristons. Yeah. Well, you know when something is... They're kind of... It's a... What is it? A red flag? Uh, oh, things sure, that yeah. people say. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this was an... Ex- this. Let me just read the first uh, paragraph. 
I noticed that no one really has a negative view of this song, so I thought oh, that I would add yeah. one. Not that it matters. I don't know why I'm wasting your time by typing this and making your web browser take a bit longer to load this page because of it. <laughs> oh my God, what year waste, is this? 2002, right? I, well, uh, yes. This was yeah. September 22nd, 2002. Yeah, I love <laughs> the way to date it. I don't want to type too much and right. make your web browser load slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes on, and, and they do a, a breakdown, kind of how we do with, with that uh, line by line or stanza by stanza, uh, and then touch back on their... It seems like a personal feeling of uh, some some form of like depression or uh, I don't know how you would describe it, but uh, I felt bad for them. And there was no reply saying, hey, you know, keep your keep your chin up, bud. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was I was a little the equivalent concerned. of people going, yikes. Yeah, and you exactly. And you, you yeah. know how you can tell. And, and I have th- this problem, too, with my usernames from days of yore, like 15, 20 years ago, as I made comments uh, that were a little bit more, they were emotionally charged. Um, uh-huh. yeah. And I just, so I had to kind of look up and, and from what I searched, the person is still, they're still good to go. I mean, they're, they're, they're not talking in that same way, but they're still around and, and actually making videos, oh, which good. is really cool. But yeah, I was a little concerned. I thought by the end of this, like they, they go on to say, um, it's watching the days of joy you wanted to have pass by it's watching your hopes and dreams die, and it's watching you die as a whole. Oh, man. Man, dark. But yeah. that actually, I, I did uh, highlight their comment on it, which, you know, it's about depression, because I do think this song, that's actually where um, my my approach is from, is that perspective. So when we go through this, do you want to start going through these uh, lyrics? Cause since you got your little line-by-line yeah, um, for sure. genius breakdown. Okay, so it starts out with uh, after that beautiful little uh, trans transic uh, intro, trance like intro. Yeah, yeah. Starts off with the lyrics: "I see it around me. I see it in everything." And I'm gathering from this: there's something obvious uh, that's uh, something obvious and apparent that he now realizes. It was always there, but he's just now realizing it uh, that it's around him. I see it around me now. It's something that I'm very much aware of, and I see it in everything. Um, I could be so much more than this. Um, I, I, I'm I'm better than this. That's what I'm thinking is there is a feeling or uh, some kind of status or state that that is, you know, apparent around him. And he's better than this. It's I don't know yeah, if he's, he's comparing it. himself to others. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's something that's either out of his control. It seems like it's out of his control, but he thinks that I could be so much better than this. Correct. Uh, and, th- and that's really, from Genius, that's essentially verse one. So setting the stage there. Uh, then we get into a little bit darker territory. Uh, I said my goodbyes. This is my sundown. Now, this is, I think, the first time where you can really look at it from a couple of, a few perspectives. Uh, but where I'm seeing this go is when you, it's, it's not necessarily called sundown, but it's called sunsetting. And it's like, let's say uh-huh. I've had, I've had um, other clients of mine talk about this and when things aren't going well and they don't have the information for me to continue working on it, I will just say, let's, let's put this on the back burner. We'll come do it right. in a month. Put a pin And they'll say, it. please don't sunset this project. You know, work with me on this. And it's kind of a, it's a concept that says, please don't, essentially what I'm saying is put it on the back burner. Please don't uh, set this aside and work on other things. So what I'm gathering from this is I said my goodbyes. I've, I've talked to the people who I wanted to talk to, and I've said my goodbyes. I've um, prepared my my farewells, and uh, this is my sundown. So this is the end of my day. This is 
This is the end of my 24 hours. If life is is a you know sunrise to sunset, this is his sundown. Correct. Yeah. What do you, what do you get from that? I, I did lose you for a second. I think my Wi-Fi in my house went down, which means everybody on the Discord's wondering where we went. Um uh <laughs> so I'm talking to you on cell right now. But um uh it is. It's it's I've said my goodbyes, this is my sundown. And he continues, I could be I sh- is this the one where he says I should be so much more no, than this? I'm gonna be. be. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be, be so, so much, much more, more than this. Great. So it starts out with I could be so much more than this, and then it goes in verse two, it goes, I'm gonna be so much more than that. Yeah. I think we're on the same page in that he's comparing himself to everybody and he's going to do something about it and be proactive. He's going right. to be so much more than this. Right. Um, and I don't I don't I don't know how to say this, but, you know, there's this is kind of a touchy subject, but I don't know if there are steps that people go through in their mind, kind of like, let's say, um, stages of grief. Uh-huh. Uh, but let's say that you are going through this difficult time and you are looking at an option of maybe passing on. Like, let's say I don't want to belong here anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, is there a point when you say I'm going to be so much more than this? By me doing this, I'm going uh, to be more hmm. than uh, that's what's going to make me better than this is, is me leaving and uh, and not being part of the problem anymore. So, again, it's, it's a real uh, depressive perspective. Sure. Um, but that's that's where I'm gathering this is going from now that we've hit verse two. Yeah. And then we jump into that a beautiful chorus with one hand high. You'll show them your progress. And what I gather from this is it's a vote for something better is that's by putting your hand up high. I'm thinking that they are making a change somehow by saying yeah. this is my choice. And that's this is my progress is that I've made this decision and I'm going to uh, progress forward. Yes, I concur. Now. Uh, 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 there was an interesting theory about what the hand high meant is that the narrator is at an AA meeting and all of the people are doing that. The, I'm going to be so much more than this is them uh, uh, doing something about uh, alcoholism, uh, 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 an issue that they're having. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I did think that was a sort of interesting take and even if we go back to uh x pank friston on song meetings it says this is the this line i've said my goodbyes is my sundown that uh that line before is the turning point where he decides he's going to change in this case i believe it's alcoholism a fact in a number of jimmy world songs and he's saying goodbye to the drink the sun is going down on his last day as an addict he's positive um and yeah x x Bank Fiston says uh, this. It, that's the person uh, that suggested the AA meeting where uh, he's at an AA meeting and raises his hand to admit he has a problem. He takes as long as he needs to talk and no one cares about how long he's talking because it's part of his recovery. He can talk as long as he wants about it. So, um, well, let's just say we, we kind of expand on that. Let's say you'll take your time. So you take your time. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm looking at this from a, a negative perspective again. You'll take your time, <laughs> but no one cares. Like you could take as much time as mm, you wanted to, yeah. to to tell this elaborate story of how much progress you've made over the past month or week or couple of days, however long it is since your last meeting. But no one cares. Everyone's in the same boat, and they all think that their story means a lot. But no right. one really your cares. Your story's not special. Exactly, and they, it could be yeah. from that perspective is that. Yeah, sure. You could look at it from the positive light in in a positive light and say no one cares. Like, all right, 
take as long as you need. That's very positive. Yeah. Um, but you could also look at it from that perspective of no one really caring. You could take all the time you want. Uh, that doesn't, but that doesn't build off of the the positive pivot that the chorus has taken in your perspective of this being uh, about an alcoholic com- overcoming his addiction. Not necessarily um, mine. This is uh, yeah, yeah, distance, yeah. Or, or at least that perspective. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting perspective. It's very literal with the one hand high. Um, I don't think I would have gotten there. Yeah, uh, it's very but, interesting. Yeah, it is, especially with the alcoholism right through line and. The, Exactly. And this is 2001. This is very early in their career. This is, yeah. uh, you showed me a video of them. Uh, what was it on YouTube? It was, it was like two minutes of Jimmy world being, they were just being wacky. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. They were just being <laughs> silly guys. Yeah. Oh, at, silly at this point in guys. their life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then we go into, I think, uh, maybe genius has this wrong. It says verse two again. Even That's what I, I believe. Oh, interesting. Is that is interesting. Yeah, um, I, I think it should be verse three and or just the, count the, the whole th- other part as verse one and count this as verse two. But it's in this yeah. case. Yeah, it does seem the verses are basically two lines, which is an interesting right. way to go about it. Yeah, right. So I need it's you to very, show me not a lot lyrically. <laughs> no, yeah. it's pretty sparse. Mm-hmm. So I need you to show me the way from crazy. I want to be so much more than this. So I could be, I'm gonna, I wanna. So now I am sort of going the AA route. (laughs) I'm getting, my my thought process has been tainted because (laughs) this person saw a problem, decided to do something about it, and knows that there's more work to do. Maybe it's not AA, but it's definitely like a personal personal overcoming of something. Right. Um, and then right there, you know, with, with that, I could also looking at it from the, the perspective of like a mental, um, a, a mental roadblock or condition or some kind of depression is I need you to show me the way from crazy is something in their mind is not right. And they're at the point where they're still uh, lucid and they understand that there's a problem that they can't uh, fix. And it's kind of, you know, when people take meds for something that makes them feel better, they don't know what chemical uh, what chemical change is happening, but it's realigning everything and they feel better. They feel right. Man, so, I'm interrupting you, know. you, but um, this is hitting home right now with this whole Andrew Tolls story. Did you read further yeah. the information that USA Today got with talking to his family? So for those that don't know, Andrew Tolls um, was, uh, was a major league baseball player, um, played on the Dodgers most recently and didn't show up to camp in 2019. And the Dodgers were like, oh, he uh, had personal uh, reasons not to come. And then I guess he did show up to camp and then left like a week later. And it was like, oh, he's got a family issue. And recently uh, he was arrested behind a FedEx facility in Tampa Bay, Florida, or somewhere down in Florida. Yeah. um, And uh, basically is homeless and is wandering around and today usa today article came out today that he has had this issue for quite some time it's only just coming out uh he's bipolar schizophrenic um and uh there's not a lot about substance abuse things but but in terms of taking your meds especially this line i need you to show me the way from crazy um somebody maybe understanding that they are in a downward spiral and yeah. needs somebody with them. It's interesting. 
it's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure it's right. Just and a again, this event. works. I mean, you can really mm-hmm. apply it if you look at the lyrics and some fit better than others as far as like applying this specific line. But yeah. I, you know, you, you, when someone tells you from their perspective and then explains why they think that it's like that, you can definitely see why how it can work. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, in reading it from top to bottom from the perspective of someone with some kind of mental condition or depression. I see how it it fits, and I did kind of gloss over the with one hand high. Uh, it it definitely fits better visually with the AA meeting, but I could yeah. also see it as someone make, taking a making a choice mm-hmm. to want to be better. I almost always felt like like with one hand high, like a like a preacher uh, uh, or somebody giving a sermon. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, but the you'll show them. And pro- I, I again, I'm not a lyrics guy, so I never really had thought much about what any of it meant or what the second how the second line played off of the first line mm-hmm. um but yeah it's kind of a there's all kinds of interpretations you could do i always thought the lyric was i need you to show me the way if i'm crazy which doesn't really make all that much sense but um but uh yeah the official lyrics say from crazy yeah i don't think i i was trying to think if i had thought of it as i need you to show me away from crazy oh oh which isn't that much of a departure uh from what the lyrics actually are true um yeah but i i do believe it was it's still uh me the way from crazy in my mind is what i'm yeah. hearing um i do like how it changes from i could be so much more than this to i'm gonna be and then finally to um i want to be so much more than this yeah I, I think it's a really clever uh, and they're really good at writing these seemingly repetitive lines, but making them advance yeah. the story along. Exactly. Um, and, and give the, the song more of an arc because it'll be interesting when I listened to the demo, I didn't consider that, but I wonder if in the demo it has that same arc or not. Hmm. Which I don't we think have the I demo. listened. We can, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I listened it, to that. Uh, at, yeah. Okay, great. Cool. And then, the chorus again, and what's the difference there? Is it just twice you'll take your time, but no one cares with one hand high? Yeah, this is where they sort of double the chorus here. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. is this when... And Rachel comes in here. Rachel comes in for this yeah. one. She sings the, like, the... With uh, one hand yeah. high. Was that yeah. a fifth? <laughs> Whatever it is, if it... it uh, yeah, it's got to be either the third or the fifth, because it's nothing that's dissonant. Right. It's something in that, in that, uh, that chord structure there totally so pretty so pretty he's so pretty uh, <laughs> so then they do that little back and forth not the back and forth but that that whole sharing of the lyrics there yeah and then there's like they call it a post chorus on genius but it's kind of like a singing in the round which we recently spoke up uh spoke about um it's kind of a singing in the round sort of deal where you've got these complementary melodies that are kind of call it's kind of a call and response I guess. Um, but he could I'm be. I'm trying to think of how this part goes. Um, uh, it, this is where that xylophone comes in. Or they're bells. They're played by Jim. The bells. Oh, yes. No one cares. And then they hold cares out for like eight or 16. And then. Yeah. Yeah. But then the lyrics start again underneath it. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, it's beautiful. like the okay, no one cares that. becomes the lead and the I could be so much. I want to be so much is the is sort of the the B storyline. Uh, 
right? And it goes, uh, if the lyrics are correct here, it goes, I could, I want, I could, I want, I want, I want. Correct. Ooh. And that's a really cool, I, I would almost call it the bridge, not a post-chorus, because yeah. the post-chorus would come every time. Uh, right. Do I dare annotate that on Genius? <laughs> <laughs> do it. I want to okay. have, I want to have that Jimmy Eat Pod. Uh, yeah, I want to get us some, uh, some clout, some Genius yeah. clout. <laughs> yeah. And then okay, we're going to do that while you dig into the outro because the outro okay, is so sick. The outro is one of those. If I, I'm trying to think of how it goes, it's it's sort of one of those electronic sounds underneath. But uh, Jim singing "Good Goodbye, Lovely Time," and the second after that comma, so "Good Goodbye, Lovely Time." That the second half of each one of those phrases changes. I think that this this section is the narrator saying their goodbyes to these things uh, in their life. So every one of these lines has a different uh, thing that they're saying goodbye to. And, and it's, it's again, it's how you want to interpret this, but good, goodbye, lovely time. I think of them enjoying lovely times, being on a date, being with somebody yeah. else. If that's with their significant other, if it's with their best friend, a family member, lovely time, then good, goodbye, tinsel shine. I'm getting, a vibe of holidays and yeah and, and that and that kind of i guess that vibe is is thrown from tinsel and we should save this for a christmas episode <laughs> <laughs> well jim does love his holidays apparently he does and then good goodbye i'll be fine Old don't worry about me yeah yeah focus on yourself and then the final line which it just puts a cap on this whole thing and on the whole record, it it's such a great way Dude, to end the record. Yeah, choke chokes me up. Good goodbye, good good night. So it's yeah. the sun. The sundown has has arrived, and they are ready to say good night. He's yeah. I'm done. Now Jalbanesi uh, six on genius annotated sort of that line. For some reason, it shows up on the side without an annotation on a line. But it says the closing track of Bleed American, My Sundown, leaves the audience with one final American persona, the American dream. Realizing his true potential, the protagonist proclaims that he is leaving to follow his dream. Expecting others to be proud of him, he soon finds out that no one seems to care for him or his dream, thus leaving our protagonist saying goodbye to either those people or his dream entirely. Good goodbye, good good night. Which is a whole other interpretation of the song I didn't even get, but I kind of dig. If you consider that it looks like I'd, I'd have to look at this person's annotation history, but if they've annotated every track as sort of an American ideal part of it, yeah, part of a part of a larger story of an American ideal. But yeah, I thought that's a pretty interesting. Uh, wow, that's take. a nice perspective. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use that. Uh, and as that, nice as that, that is, no, no word and say chorus to bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use the no-no word of is Bleed American a concept album? Oh, well, snap. <laughs> we got to get what's his name on the pod. <laughs> no, but that is that is a very interesting uh, perspective to look at this from the uh, the the perspective of the American dream and this being the the uh, the capstone or the end to that. Yeah, totally. Ooh, pretty. Pretty. Did um, you see and did you see Omega Cats at the bottom of that? Oh, so what? this was just oh, a comment. No. It was it wasn't an annotation, but it's Omega Cat yeah. from three years ago. I think this final song on the album is a metaphor for the entire country. Everyone has thrown away their own dreams out of fear they will never come to light or due to people discouraging them. The people have given up on the American dream as no one seems to care about it 
or each other. It's a sad yet true ending to an album that explores the theme of affection, dreams, and the future. Mm. Yeah. But not the futures. No. <laughs> not for another three years. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, that's so there you have it. Those are those the the uh, compelling lyrics written yeah. by James Christopher Adkins. So Ooh. I'm what was that? Oh, nothing. Just just saying his full name. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to send you this, which is the demo. And let's listen to at least enough of it where we hear the first couple versions of that line and see if it was the same then or if they're all could or if they're all gonna's or if they're all wanna's. Okay. Shoulda, coulda, wouldas. All right, let's see. Here we go. I see it around me. I see it in everything. I could be so much more than this. This could there. Oof, man, that xylophone, baby. Yeah, lots more in this one. we've heard it's correct it's it's could correct. gonna and wanna right yeah okay do you want me to continue with the chorus here um i mean yeah not really because only i was i was interested to see if rachel was on it and there's definitely a falsetto voice in there mm-hmm. um we can hear how it goes at the end because there's almost yeah, no intro to this demo version yeah let me jump jump over here <laughs> no outro oh yeah <laughs> mm. um man you can hear zach with the the uh brushes in there oh yeah totally if that's not uh if that's not electronic some kind of electronic uh that's true because the demo is recorded by jim so it's possible that he did everything on that Ooh, yeah um so yeah and i do think that that was him singing the falsetto it was so deep underneath buried in the mix that you can't really tell that it's a male doing it. And it sounds right. so good because it's his own vocals that he's harmonizing with. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't did know if Rachel release up this time. version on the European single for the middle. This version mm. of the demo was released and that's something. Um, mm. oh, I didn't write how many times they played this song. Let me do that real quick. Um, but the first time they, they didn't play it that many times. I want to say it was 29 and I'm not even going to look at it back up. 
I want to say it was only 29 times. The first time being in 2002 in New York. The final time being at the Bleed American show at the Wiltern in 2011, which I didn't go to because I was on my honeymoon. Um, what's crazy is I was at the Wiltern maybe three days later seeing Blink-182 play through. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was three years later. Okay. I, when I went to Tokyo and I was like, I can't miss this show. <laughs> Not three days. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't see a show right when I got back from my honeymoon that I remember anyway. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, at the Wiltern in L.A., was the last time they played in 2011, almost 20 years ago or 10 years ago. They, they, uh, Man. yeah. Well, I guess almost nine years ago, but, uh, yeah, that's that. Um, I'm going to look up while you're, uh, you know what I'm going to look up? I'm going to look up our favorite little, uh, resource <laughs> where we <laughs> want to know if it's an E flat major, which yes, it is. I do. man. All right. Let's see. Do you already have that information down? Well, you I got, have e- to. I, I got the main stuff. I don't have like dance ability and all that jazz. Ooh. Well, Let's see. Uh, it, you know what? It uh, let's just say what it ranks highest in. It ranks highest in instrumentalness. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, this it's is a definitely huge build. Has, yeah. Oh yeah, and I have down in my notes that part that you were talking about the the post chorus or what we're considering now the bridge. Um, uh, they bring in the piano and there's that tambourine underneath it going. Yeah, that really just drives it out and uh, ah keeps that keeps the momentum going there for that. Uh, that bridge right before it breaks down into that twinkly little outro. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's such a sick. I, it's actually pretty like slow 96 BPM. So it's a pretty slow uh, dirge of a of a track. Yeah. Which is um, not a slight to it at all. Uh, Jim plays the guitar, piano, organ and bells on this track. Zach plays drums and percussion. So I assume maybe any xylophone might be count as production per, uh, percussion xylophone or the snaps is technically it's percussion you're hitting something the snaps right. there's the snaps and then yeah uh the tambourine would be a, a form of right uh, yeah percussion there and then trombino does the programming which i assume is the cool vibey stuff in the quiet parts like did the, you see uh zach's yeah oh yeah very cool vibey stuff uh, which Zach's tweet today about tambourine, couch tambourine. Yeah, the yeah. couch tambourine, man. You got to have a couch tambourine. <laughs> Most importantly, if you want to clear the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he sat on a tambourine, like somebody sat on a tambourine. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. just a collapsible tambourine. Not yeah. even collapsible, but I think it just, it's just foldable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 uh, some kind of soft material. Yeah, funny though. So the good. couch tambourine. <laughs> uh, and then Rachel Hayden sings on that track. Mm-hmm. Um and oh this is a dumb thing i I probably won't even go into it was there something else you kept coming across as you were looking for covers of my sundown oh man um if there was it was so long ago that i don't recall what they were yeah it's funny i almost didn't remember what this was i kept coming across people showing off they made videos of my sundown audio speakers in my car and doing like demos oh. of them playing the sundown is a brand. Oh, uh, sundown audio <laughs> makes speakers like car, uh, like audio systems for, for cars. And a lot of people making YouTube videos showing them off. Um, well, what but, I can see, what I can see is my, is my search term. And I always add in Jimmy Eat world in there. Mm. So maybe that isolated my results and, and took away that the, the, my sundown, yeah, you uh, know what? It's it's I I I found a new way to search YouTube to sort of make it it always wants to show you the most relevant, which is not helpful. So, cuz then you end up seeing a bunch of other songs from Jimmy Eat World, and I don't want that. 
Because I also right. do like my send on Jimmy World. But yeah, for some reason. So what I do is I sort by date added. And for some reason that cuts out all of the other junk and it only shows me exactly Ooh. what I want, except for some reason, all of these my sundown videos <laughs> of people showing off their sundown speakers in their car. I did not care that Jimmy Eat World was in there. <laughs> now, since Google uh, owns YouTube, does it does their search function here also support the search parameters? So could you put like minus speakers? Maybe. But <laughs> something to try for the next episode 39 when I'm doing yeah, that. It, uh, was, it, it, it was like chunked. Research. It was like it didn't show up until videos like from 2012 on. But like everything before 2012 was exactly what I was looking for. But like, I guess <laughs> Sundown Audio like showed up on the scene. <laughs> um, and then, oh, I thought this was interesting on the liner notes. Uh, it references. So um, what's the guy's name? Greenwald. Andy Greenwald wrote like the foreword for the deluxe edition liner notes. And he refers to my sundown as the rage against the dying of the light finale, which I think is really, I mean, it's called my sundown and it is like the way that the synth or the, the programming like sort of like flutters in and out. It is like sort of like a pushing every last bit of light out of the track. You know what Ooh. I mean? Like, yeah. It's it is just, very, yeah, it, it ends a, like a sunset of, of breath yeah. coming out of yeah. there. So I thought that was an interesting take uh, or analysis. Like, and that was Andy, Andy Greenwald, who I don't, I don't know who, who he is. I think he's like a journalist. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, it says Andy Greenwald is an American author, critic, podcaster, screenwriter, and television producer. Well, I invited him on the pod. We'll see if he accepts our invitation. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Nathan, um, Nathan for you. Who? Uh, what's that guy's Nathan? His name looks kind of like Jimmy Fallon's brother, Nathan Fielder. Look up Nathan Fielder. Oh, Andy Greenwald looks like Nathan Fielder for sure. Oh, totally. <laughs> they could be brothers. <laughs> totally. Um. So yeah. Anyway, I guess Andrew Greenwald. I I searched his Twitter specifically for Jimmy Eat World, and he brings them up a lot. Um. And somebody had asked him something. And he was like, no, I was on the road with Jimmy World at that time. So he's definitely Ooh. like traveled with the band for what? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I guess it's a Bleed American track. We might as well read through his like sort of uh, little thing. It's not that long. Um, it says every band claims they owe it all to their fans. Jimmy World is the rare group that means it. I'm assuming we've read this before, but it doesn't hurt to revisit it. Back right. at the turn of the century, the guys, Misters, <laughs> M.R. SSRS, Atkins, Linton, Birch, and Lind had every reason to be despondent. They'd seen their two major label full length, Static Prevails, and the cult masterpiece Clarity, ignored by their label and the mainstream. Despite growing attendance at their flawless live shows worldwide, as well as minor hit in the form of Lucky Denverman, they soon parted ways with Capitol Records. Just as they had gotten overly ex just as they hadn't gotten overly excited when they went from basement shows in Mesa to major label showcases in LA, they didn't get overly depressed about starting from scratch. Instead, they hosed down their guitars and tuned up their rickety tour van or the other way around and hit the road, <laughs> selling out shows from coast to coast and striking a unique bargain with their diehard followers in the process. Come to the shows, Bring your passion and some friends and maybe pick up a t-shirt or sticker. And in return, we will turn your dedication to us into an album dedicated to you, which they do talk about on the Believe in What You Want DVD. They essentially went on the road, played shows to make to raise money to f 
finish recording Bleed American. Uh, and here it is. Uh, the result was Bleed American, a timeless album recorded completely on the band's own dime about being in love with love, music, and life itself, about the things that save us when we can't save ourselves, and about how even if it takes some time, everything, everything will be just fine. And the songs here, mm -hmm. from the seething anti-drug title track to the Rage Against the Die of the Light finale, My Sundown, are about fighting apathy and refusing to sit still. Sometimes Jim Adkins' inspiration is romantic, the middle. Often it's musical, a praise chorus, the authority song. And occasionally it's personal, your house. But the message remains the same. Don't settle, just be yourself. Try to fall in love tonight. Bleed American is a landmark album of an interactive era that sounds as fresh and vital today as it did in the pre-MySpace era that first appeared on Napster, uh, that it first appeared on Napster, er, record store shelves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> long after that album-funded career-invigorating tour ended, and in the years since the middle became a number one single, the band appeared on Saturday Night Live and accepted platinum plaques for the record and gold for its successor futures the songs of bleed american still create an open circuit uh, an open circuit a two-way street a connection as intimate in a packed theater or arena as in any suburban teenager's bedroom in 2001 sing it back jim adkins exhorts on his on sweetness and damn if you don't find yourself doing just that andy <clears throat> greenwald <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's well written i just don't uh i i'm interested in his sort of story with uh the band well let's see if we can get him but on yeah, the pod i thought that was <laughs> yeah andy come on the pod yeah. um and uh yeah so uh i've got lots of content here this is definitely going to spill <laughs> over onto patreon <laughs> um in addition to the patreon episode we record tonight so uh uh if there's anything specific you want to get into community wise, I guess we can do that and then we can jump into covers and stuff. I actually, let me see if I have anything here. I have absolutely nothing community wise. Whoa. I think I've, I feel like I've got, there's a ton of stuff. I must've just glossed over that, uh, oh, that no section worries. when I was doing my, my research. Uh, real, I guess before we get into that, let's, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. There was a video of them playing it live and we might as well hear this. I'm going to put this in watch together um, because it's one of the few videos I found of them playing it live. I did not get to the end of my, my 61 video uh, playlist, I guess. Let's see. Whoa. Let's see if I scroll through. <laughs> We're not going to listen to 61 videos. Um, I made it pretty far into it, but there's only so many versions of the song I can listen to. I probably made it 45 videos into my 61 video thing. And yeah, I don't see any other live videos not to say that they aren't there but i'm just gonna play this one in particular which is from 2011 right before they stopped playing it all together this is in buffalo new york uh and we can listen to a little bit of this
So yeah, there's something about the main progression that almost doesn't translate live, but the rest of it sounds awesome. Yeah, it does seem a little like it's dragging a little. It's not even that it's dragging. It's almost like it's not all the notes are there or something is amiss. Like I could see his hand moving up and down the neck, but I almost don't hear a difference. And yeah. it reminds me, I do think I've seen them play this live. And I feel like that feels familiar. This, this, this sense that something isn't filling it out. And it looks like maybe Rachel's on stage with them. I can't tell. I don't remember who was touring with them in 2011. Um, but there's, even yeah, can't see. you know a, a female vocalist and th- and she's back there playing the keys or maybe a string yeah. instrument i don't know that to me where it's oh, paused it looks you? like a guy Hello? but i don't i can't tell i mean again oh. this, it's it's uh, where it's paused is a, it's a little low quality there we go sorry i'm trying to be a good boy and i set uh limits on ios and it just hit 11 o'clock so it was like okay it's time to wind down for the night <laughs> um so yeah it looks like maybe she's playing a stringed instrument you would think it would sound fuller um, but one thing that was cool is I like that everybody put their hand up when he said one hand high. That was oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, okay, so uh, I will look at those. Oh, we have to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> this band in One Tree Hill, man. Did you come across this One Tree Hill video? Uh, uh, so this is on YouTube, right? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't because all of mine. I see. I need to put down the names of there's a sunset video there's phoenix 0604 oh yeah i saw it yeah we'll, we'll lizzie look, 225 let's... fan but no i don't think i came across this that is one. jesse is lush mm, is the didn't, user didn't hear that one but this is one tree hill there's an episode season three episode 16 where they dealt with a school shooting oof and so somebody cut a montage of this song with footage from that episode it's a tough watch but we can watch a little bit of it because it's like this is so bonkers and I read a little bit about the episode. It was like very will they should we shouldn't we with the showrunners and everything. But we uh-huh. can watch it real quick. Just a little bit of it. So you want to know what it's like in my high school? Well, the truth is, there's not a single person in this place worth remembering. Away and something happens to Haley. I see it around me, I see it in everything. So, anyway, that guy Colin Fix, that's the guy that plays the school shooter. Um, and let's see, I, I'm trying to remember. I mean, for the most part, they just cut a bunch of montage, I'm assuming, from all of that episode. And uh-huh. I think what it was is this guy's character existed early on in the show and then he sort of disappeared and they brought him back to fill this purpose as like somebody who gets forgotten uh, and uh, becomes a school shooter. It's kind of uh, kind of crazy. There's lots of crying uh, in the montage, so I don't I'm not sure if people die in the shooting. I'm assuming none of the main characters from the show die. Um, but yeah, kind of heavy. And it's always One Tree Hill. It always goes back to One Tree Hill. Have we talked about this? Did you did you for watch Degrassi? No, I didn't. I was I never didn't. got on so that in, train. In, um, I uh, I did, and it it was my girlfriend at the time that was watching it. I didn't watch it on 
<laughs> I didn't on my watch own. It. <laughs> but I mean, it was a it was a it was a very intense show. And it actually great. started out really low key, like it was just fun young kids. And then I can't remember which season it was, but uh, Jimmy, uh, who is now oh, what's his name the uh, the biggest uh, the biggest Drake? rapper to come. Yeah, Drake. Right. So Jimmy in this episode um, gets shot when Rick. Uh, I believe he ends up turning the gun on himself later, which is just so deep for a, a like a that kind of show. Yeah. But he yeah he shoots he he brings it into the middle of the class or the the hallway does his thing and uh, and then I guess Jimmy is injured in the back and then he does his thing and I just remember after that it got really dark the whole show got very serious. <laughs> Whoa, with, that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean I don't know what when One Tree Hill is like if it if it does that same kind of arc, but um, yeah. Man, that's what that reminded me of. It's just like anytime there's like that that kind of situation in one of these big shows, it just makes me, I don't know. No, yeah, totally. It's a little too that. serious yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I've got three fan-made videos, but maybe before we dig into that, because we can leave that stuff for Patreon, do you want to go mm-hmm. over the covers that you wrote down and we'll leave those in front of the paywall? Sure. Okay, yeah, cool. So, yeah, sure. I've, I've picked those three. Again, I had mentioned to you earlier, one on YouTube, one on SoundCloud and then one on Bandcamp, and uh, the first one was Lizzie two twenty five fan. And did you you have? I'm sure you have hers. Uh, where was her cover? It was one of the top results on YouTube. Okay, so if it's on YouTube, uh, it's possible it's in there, but ended up at the end of my uh, at the end of my uh, timeline here. Let's see. Oh fudge! I see Lenora in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yes. I, I don't know go ahead and play Liz. oh i see lizzie 225 here uh, i didn't okay. get i didn't get that far but let's play all right it. so this is it we'll listen to a bit of it because it's it's a long one it's four and a half minutes long so we'll just listen to a few bars um but she's got a very pretty voice and she seems quite serious in her playing Good, good 
And this isn't even Lizzie's video. This is Lizzie 225 fan. And they go on to explain that all of a sudden Lizzie's videos just vanished. The channel just disappeared. So you know what's crazy is I was looking at that. I want to scroll up here because I do think I saw her. She looked so familiar. Yes. I wrote it down as can I sing one by one. It's like some sort of like can I sing dot com like audition tape or something but yes i did see lizzie 225 and let's see what i said about her can i sing can i sing oh come on i definitely had it because i was like this it it got attributed to like several people so lizzie 225 must be super popular or something yeah and it's always strange has has anyone you followed on youtube ever done that thing where their channel just vanishes um i don't follow anybody on youtube like that so like I've definitely like, for instance, like when I put covers in a playlist, I'll go back to that playlist and I'll be like, oh, um, apparently a video. Yeah, got taken out. One of my favorite things that I noticed while going through the covers and we'll talk about it on the Patreon, too, is people can't do the oh, here it is. Yeah. Fine. Acoustic cover is what I wrote. Can I sing one by one on YouTube? That was uploaded to can i sings youtube august 7th 2008 when is lizzie 225 fans video from oh boy yeah i don't even uh, how do you see the uh the you can't watch together it. you have to click up top um oh so actually open up the and yeah. then pause it immediately man what a pain oh that uh, was 2013 so yeah 2013 video has been duped many a time on uh uh thing anyway i went to can i sing.com which apparently was up in 2013 2008 no longer up um <laughs> and i don't know like did she upload her video to canicing.com because the one i found was all watermarked and stuff so Ooh. um but anyway they can't play they're they're not playing the the chorus correctly and so right, i quick, you, she was just doing the the verse lyrics again correct right? so uh the verse progression yeah so i quickly went to like just google the tabs for this song and they all list it as the same so that's the issue is all these people are going to these websites and reading the tabs and i'm like okay well i guess that's it but that's not it so i'm not sure what the correct note because i was going to be like oh here's the tab and it's it it should they should be going up to a c or something but i'm not sure i don't have a guitar in front of me um maybe we're wrong david maybe we are wrong and we're just because (laughs) i definitely made notes of where people played it right so let's go to your next cover and let's see if they play it right Okay, let's see. This one was, um, let me see if I can put this in the watch together. Uh, I'm going to try and not butcher their name, Ashley Gaussian Fow. And I thought hers hers was one oh, of yes. the most listened to versions yes. of this. True. And, but I thought she had a beautiful voice. And you know what? She got attributed twice. There's also a user on SoundCloud called Bianchi. And oh, the same oh, you, exact I did come version. across that, yeah. Yeah, it's the same version. So who knows who it's from? Are you sure? Because there was a difference when I heard theirs. No, they're the same. Yeah, we can play them back to back. But are are you sure? I uh, I can look at the way sure. I'm looking at the waveform. They look very similar, but they're not identical. I think oh, it's the same arrangement yeah. that Bianchi used because I listened to that again. I I listened to Ashley's and then I listened to Bianchi's oh. and I thought mm, that's weird. But one was done nine years ago and the other was done seven. And Ashley's sound to me personally, I have no idea the timeline. <laughs> Sound hers sounded more uh, original. Bianchi sounded like they copied. Oh, maybe um, I didn't Ashley. listen that far. Maybe I just listened to some of it. And I was okay. like, oh, it's well, sick. here, let's listen to this. Let's listen to this. We're gonna listen to um, 
Ashley's first. I think I noticed the difference in the chorus. We'll see. shaker underneath there too. Yeah. Let me jump ahead here. that natural vibrato in her voice yeah yeah her voice is great and they played the chorus correctly yeah yeah i didn't notice any difference uh or or something that was dissonant rather so do you have bianchi's readily available okay let's do this so 20 20 seconds and a minute and 20 is i think the points when we can we can tell this is bianchi's so far sounds identical We'll be able to tell from that vibrato, though. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I only listened this far, and I was like, oh, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Yep, it is. You're right. What was different then? I heard something different in here. I mean... shaker and everything let's hear the chorus yep you're right it's identical but if you look at the waveforms on SoundCloud they aren't identical and that threw me off right Ugh, they're close though. I'm still gonna and, say hey, Ashley's you're right, is better. You're right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> whoever, I stand by whoever it. recorded that, I'm assuming it's Ashley since they recorded it nine years ago. Somebody ripped it off and then reposted it. Yeah. Uh, but Ashley's I, that was the most beautiful one that I heard on SoundCloud. Yeah, that was and very then my, good. My final one. I love these on Bandcamp because it just seems so raw to me, and I can't play this. No, Bandcamp. Uh, I don't think plays in the wash together. Y- yeah. Let me look at so, so real quick. I want to talk about Sterling Johnson. So Sterling Johnson's came up, and I, what I love about his and released May twenty four of twenty twenty. What I mm. love about his album art that he picked is it's just it looks like a photo of. Let me send this uh, this image over to you. It it is a photo of it looks like a thrift store. It looks like the like a display in, in a thrift store, but it's just got the awards and trophies just like the oh clever american yeah i thought that was really cool so that was sterling johnson's but i wanted to listen to sing it back which is we've listened to them before 
And this is a tribute to Jimmy Eat World. And it's got that uh, the hand-drawn album art in here. Okay. So let's listen to a little bit of this. This is from Burn the City on uh, the Sing It Back uh, tribute, the compilation. bit of a that was like a, so good isn't it <laughs> it's like got wow. a little bit of like a rancid vibe to it uh yeah. vocally sure maybe yeah. not no one cares <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but yeah when they come back in and they're in the, the higher register that really sells it oh man that was so good <laughs> So wow. those were my three covers from the the three different sources. Hi. That I One used. thing, uh, why don't you get uh, uh, the ta- talking McTalkster ready? Because uh, we can't leave people hanging with Lenora. We got Lenora up in this bitch. Do you remember what I said? Was it uh, TTS Reader or was it the robot? Oh nope, UK UK Daniel is out. So we've got to go to robot. Yeah. Let me see this one. It's the other one. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Right. Anyway. We spent all that stinking time. Where did it go? Lenora is so mysterious in her uh, in her profile photo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see if I can grab some of this. Please. Yeah, all right, cool. I got I got a nice block of text to, uh, to use. You want to do a test and see if I can hear it? Um, Sure. Let's do this. Okay, just so no one I don't give this away. This is a test. Yeah, I hear it. Perfect. <laughs> All right, here Sweet. we go. Remember, okay. she's got intro music, and then it goes got into, it. you know, one headlight or whatever. <laughs> it was Sixth Avenue Heartache that I, I miss misquoted uh, as Fifth Avenue Heartache. The, yeah, right. The, the demo. Okay. Oh, technically, I have it playing, but I don't hear anything. Is it silent? <gasps> All this build up for nothing. Oh, man, that's a bummer. So their automated system screwed up. Oh, no, I, I hear used, it on my I end. Used... I don't hear it on your end. Oh, are you in the watch together? I am. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. There we go. Hit hit that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that introduction, man. So good. <laughs> With one hand high, you'll show them your progress. You'll take your time, but no one cares. With one hand high, you'll show them your progress. You'll take your time, but no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> I, 
like how that. the inflection is different. No <laughs> one cares. <laughs> no one cares. If you're in a bad place, you don't want to hear him telling you. <laughs> no. Oh man. That's uh, I don't know. It doesn't have a name, but that's UK English. I like UK it. English. Love it. He's With like one yeah. hand high. <laughs> Um, so before we wrap it, before we wrap it up, before we go uh, to extra uh, innings, uh, I do. I, I didn't go through my community stuff that I had. Um, oh, OK. So uh, it's not going to take long. Jenna L. Erickson in the Jimmy World fans Facebook group posted a uh, a meme. Uh, it mentioned this song along with Polaris and one other one that was uh, uh, it's a it's a person in the first frame is like listening to their iPod and in the second frame they're looking up and smiling but the quotes are in the first one when they're looking at their iPod this song has depressing lyrics and makes me feel like shit and then when they're smiling <laughs> I'm going to play it on repeat for four straight hours <laughs> um, so I thought that was a pretty good meme uh, oh, the negative four review on song meetings I wrote down here. This is from It's Always Goodbye on August 22nd, 2002. Uh, general comment. Sorry, Jimmy fans of the world. They suck. I must admit that this is a great song, though. What? What? <laughs> what the hell? I don't know, man. 2002 is a wild time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just I, I always go and search for those usernames because that's very unique with the Z in there. Right. Yeah. You know, they're just like, what are they doing now? Do they do they feel remorseful about that comment? Yeah. <laughs> In exactly. quotes, Jimmy uh, I fans. Mean, that's a that's a 13 year old. Um, yeah, yeah. User swing set clouds uh, on Reddit um, submitted this for the song of the week. Uh, and so this is their reasoning. I feel like this is Jimmy world closer is overlooked. It's stripped down style swells to a crescendo of strings at, at the climax. The backwards playing sound seem to subconsciously imply regret. The lyrics seem poignant in their simplicity. I could uh, be so much more than this. No one cares. It may be a little on the nose ending an album with goodbyes, but I always liked it. It feels like a curtain call at the end of Bleed American, acknowledging the time we've spent together, musicians and listeners alike. Uh, and then Cats of El Choro uh, uh, <laughs> responded, uh, and this is all only a month ago, this is such a cathartic song, not in the more typical senses of it being soaring or aggressive, but by being melancholy. It's large and gentle. It has so much optimism to it, but also a sense of defeat. Sundown affects me more than m even the most doggedly miserable songs. Also, in the history of Jimmy Eat World's brilliant album closers, this is the only one I'd call genuinely underrated. It's so lovely. Um, so that it is a uh, Reddit song of the week thing. Uh, user Mr. Colty5 over on Reddit says this song is severely underrated and we need to chat about it. So he writes a really <laughs> long post, but I only clipped out the part where he specifically spoke about My Sundown and why it was underrated. My Sundown is a beautiful ending. It's really the sort of drive back. Uh, it's really the sort of drive back after the party. It's the song you listen to on a cool night thinking about life. It really hits you hard when you're going through a tough time. It could be so I could be so much more than this. Uh, that repeated section at 321 in the song, the keys come in the background and bling out the quietest. Uh, but in my opinion, a very powerful part of the song. It really makes it feel like a true goodbye. There's not much there overall, but it has so much spirit to it. Give the song another listen, but this time maybe go outside at night and just sit. Look at the stars, feel the air and clear your mind. Listen to not just my sundown, but also for me, this is heaven, 10 cautioners, and even uh, just watch the firework. You'll see what emotional power, power they really hold. 
and grow live trainer uh responded and while my sundown is a beautiful song i don't think it fits the album or at least shouldn't close it out so there are some weird hot takes that people don't love it as part of bleed american Hmm. now i uh that was pretty well written i have a question is does jake t donald have anything to say about this yeah he does it is in his top so one to 50 uh songs oh boy you want to guess i'm gonna guess this is a big one man um, this is the I'm year my dad 21. was born oh okay sorry <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i'm okay then i'm gonna guess uh 1947 uh, yes sir is it 47 47 uh Woo! my sundown when I first saw Jimmy Eat World live in Portland in the summer of 2002, they played not one, but two encores. And for the second one, they played My Sundown, the epic closer for Bleed American. I got really close to the stage and Jim's hair was so drenched in sweat. It was like a wet mop, <laughs> so much so that the audience members were getting hit every time he moved his head rapidly. I awkwardly recounted the story to Jim when I met briefly met him backstage at the Portland show this year. I couldn't tell if he liked the story or was horrified. Let's just move on. <laughs> it was a powerful performance of a powerful song. So much of Bleed American is straight up power pop, but my sundown is different. So different that uh, there's never been any other song quite like it in their history. The music is far from overwhelming and... Uh, Jim doesn't sing as much as he simply intones with Rachel Hayden supplying the perfect harmonies in spots. I'm going to be so much more than this. He sings over and over and over uh, the sh uh, shuffling drums, feedback guitars and looping keys, adding no one cares. As for its meaning, there are a lot of interpretations, some of which can get pretty dark if you think about it. But I choose uh, for it to be a not quite the middle level story of telling yourself things can get better even if no one else notices it but you and it's just the right ending to an album filled with unforgettable songs so that is our boy jake t o'donnell mm. um, and yeah well written i thought mm -hmm. uh and then it was in the two survivors number six in pebble swifts and number eight in walking on a wire oh. uh survivor uh so very close both times a few, yeah. like three years apart right yeah, exactly. Um, and oh, should we end with Rave DJ or should that be on Patreon? I don't know. I <laughs> I think that people need to hear the Rave DJ. Okay. Um, I'm going to plop. I can't pop it into watch together because uh, uh, I guess I did upload it to YouTube, but I don't have that link handy. So I'm just going to plop that over to you. And for this one. I chose to mix it with uh, a, a song I really like from another artist I really uh, love and respect. And that we're going to be seeing later this month, um, Andrew McMahon's project, Jack's Mannequin. Yes. Uh, they have a song called Swim. And I love that song and its optimism. And I thought it would be fun to juxtapose these two. Unfortunately, I don't love the result, but it's pretty oh. good. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 they were only off by a few BPM, but for some reason they really sped up Jack's mannequin. So, so okay, I don't know. Let's take a here. Listen. We go. My swim. <laughs> <laughs> You and your 
It does kind of jump in between those uh, the spots, though. Yeah, pretty abruptly. Like here comes another one. But there, there were fewer parts of it. More confusing really, than not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I liked it. But yeah, there were some uh, very, uh, <laughs> it seemed like a lot was going on. A yeah, couple for of those sure. moments. I felt like on paper, those songs should have been dope together. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. Uh, a, a rare rave DJ miss. <laughs> um, very rare. So, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a couple other things. They have something called the inner ear recording, which I always thought was like like what uh, an inner monitor like feed that they hit record. But I guess that's a that's like it's a, a place, uh, a place. So yeah, <laughs> that was news to me. Um, uh, there was an instrumental that was an official instrumental that was released. They had an in-studio session that's on the uh, Believe in What You Want DVD. Um, but I mean, what are we going to play them and talk about them here? So. <laughs> Um, we have so many covers we need to listen to that everybody can listen over on Um, Mm patreon.com but we can dig into now if you want oh but I guess we should sign off the regular episode Uh, yes yeah Uh, uh, but Justin what are your final thoughts on the song My Sundown by Jimmy Eat it is a sad but beautiful song in my eyes and a a nice ending to this album I love that whole perspective of uh, the American dream I think it's absolutely beautiful and uh, it fills that spot of it being one of the final Jimmy Eat World tracks on their uh, one of their biggest albums. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I I think it's I think there are times when on the nose works. So like coffee and cigarettes, it's terrible. 
And on this song, it's terrific. So <laughs> um, uh, I think this is an amazing album closer. I love I, I think it's appropriately on the nose. I don't think it's cringy on the nose. I don't even think I ever thought how on the nose it was because it seemed earnest and sincere and uh, poignant and uh, and strong. Uh, and what other adjectives could I describe this? Uh, right. So I, I think it's I think Mark did an amazing job really kind of filling in the vibe of it and giving it a more visual take. And we'll look at those fan made videos. Cause I think a couple of them did a pretty good job at like sort of interpreting visually mm-hmm. how this song sort of elicits a mood. So, uh, I think it's terrific. And, uh, for everybody sort of listening to bleed American and, and bringing it down to a sundown, uh, uh I think everybody should uh, continue to be excellent to each other and party on dudes.